Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And it is Wednesday. Humday, that's right. Wednesday, we're halfway through the week. We're getting closer to another Pittsburgh Steelers game and another day closer to the weekend. I hope you have I hope you're having a great week. I hope you have some great plans for this weekend. And my goodness, the Pittsburgh Steelers season has gone from awesome after week one to god-awful after the three-game losing streak to now, all of a sudden, there's some hope again. There is some hope within the Steelers fan base. I, I, I see it every day on Twitter, on the comments, uh, and BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It's actually, to me, personally, it's refreshing. It's very refreshing to see some of the fan base hopeful, and not just with this season. They're hopeful with the direction and the trajectory of some of these young players that are really playing well, playing really good football. But I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. And, you know, I I know that Michael Beck on the live mic yesterday, great show, by the way, listen to it. He talked about the AFC North and and all that and how the Ravens are overrated. We're going to talk about the division, but in a little bit of a different way. But before we do that, I want to get into... Reminding everyone, as I always do, about BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And honest to goodness, my my gosh, I, I have yet to talk to someone that is someone that reads about the Steelers a lot that has said, yeah, I don't like the site. <laughs> There's, They might say, I don't like everything, 
but they love the content, they love the consistency of that content, and they love the fact that it is a fan-driven site. So yes, the people that are writing about the team are very knowledgeable. And yes, the people that are writing about the team are fans just like you. So check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com early and often for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. And wherever you get your podcasts, let's say you stumbled upon one of my podcasts in an article, like my Winners and Losers uh, column always has my Monday postgame podcast in it. So if you're just listening to this and saying, wow, is there more like this? Yes, there is. Find us wherever you get your podcasts or Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow, whatever you have to do so that you do not miss a thing. So as I was saying before our little promo there, Michael Beck talked a lot about the AFC North and how the Steelers could potentially win the division for a second straight season. And yes, that that is still on the table. There's 10 games left, folks. I mean, a lot of football left to be played. I would say everything is still on the table. No one has been mathematically eliminated from the postseason. That includes the Detroit Lions, who have yet to win a game. But the Steelers, who have clawed their way out of the hole that they dug themselves, the 4-3 and coming off a huge win against Cleveland, well, there's hope for sure. There is hope for sure in the city of Pittsburgh And I find that right now, this moment, where we are right now, is a critical juncture in the Steelers' season, in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways. And I kind of—I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm really excited to talk about this. I feel like we—I have a lot of good points to unravel. I I do want to get to the news first. I feel like I'm taking you on a long and winding road right now. I apologize. Uh, Let's get to the news first, in case you live under a rock. Uh, Melvin Ingram is now a member of the. Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs sent a six-round draft pick in 2022, mind you. So it wasn't a 2023 pick. So in next year's draft, the Kansas City Chiefs had sent the Steelers a six-round pick for Melvin Ingram. And, boy, there was a lot of talk about this today. And, well, you know, what does this mean and the depth? And we're going to talk about that in the mailbag segment in the second half. I know I have some questions about that. Um, But that was the only trade or transaction that happened for the Steelers uh, today, uh, I'm sorry, Tuesday at the trade deadline. A lot of people thought maybe Eric Ebron would be on the block or maybe they would move someone like Joe Haig if there was a team that needed offensive line help. None of it happened. Just Melvin Ingram to the Chiefs for a six-round pick. So I want to remind everyone, this article is going to be on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com at some point on uh, Wednesday. And it is just updating the Steelers' draft picks in the 2022 NFL Draft. So they have a first round, second round, and third round pick. So the their day one and day two picks, they still possess. That has not changed. Remember, their fourth round pick, they, they gave that up. They traded with the Miami Dolphins to get into the fifth round of the 2021 draft to select Isaiah Loudermilk. So that is gone. They don't have a fourth round pick. The fifth round, this is where... They traded that pick to the New York Jets for Avery Williamson back in 2020. So they don't have a fifth-round pick. Now they have a sixth-round pick via the Kansas City Chiefs, and then they have two seventh-round picks. One of those seventh-round picks was in that same trade for Williamson, and then their natural seventh-round pick as well. So when you look at this, you're looking at all the picks that they have, you're seeing some gaps. There are some gaps there. I mean, without a fourth or fifth round pick, that seems very troubling. 
from a from a fan from a fan base standpoint, but also from an organizational standpoint for a team that loves to build through the draft. Keep in mind, folks, when it comes to the compensatory draft picks, that is still going in the Steelers' favor. Now, I will have this in the article a little bit explained a little bit more in detail. But essentially, it all depends on Joe Haig. It depends on Bud Dupree. There is a good chance that the Steelers could bring in a third and a fifth next season. Next, I'm sorry, next draft. So if they could get a fifth round pick, that would get them back into the fifth round and give them a second third. So you think about that, they would potentially, potentially have a first, second, two thirds, no fourth a fifth, sixth, and two seventh. That's not too bad. So the Steelers, although a lot of people were, oh, I can't believe they're trading away all this, these picks, and they're not recouping a lot of them. They get one back. But uh, you listen to Mike Tomlin's press conference on Tuesday. He talked a lot about Taco Charlton. Taco Charlton dressed for the Steelers. I think he played 10 defensive snaps against the Cleveland Browns. He was a big reason why the Steelers were comfortable shipping off Melvin Ingram. And Tomlin said it himself. He said it just didn't work out. It just didn't work out. And I feel like it was an expectation thing. I've talked about this a lot. I talk about it a lot with uh, my students and with uh, family members and with my wife. It always comes down to expectations. You're having issues in a relationship, guarantee you 99% of the time, it's about expectations. One of the other is not meeting the expectation that they have in their mind. So in this situation, in this relationship, the Steelers and Melvin Ingram, the expectation in Ingram's mind must have been, I'm going to compete for a starting job. I'm going to beat out Alex Highsmith. Whereas the Steelers might have viewed it as, in case TJ Watt doesn't sign and decides to sit out, we have you as a starter. Otherwise, you're going to be the number three guy. Well, there's, you see the disconnect? They're basically saying you have a chance to start if one thing happens. He's thinking if a chance to start if another thing happens. And this is not official. I'm not saying that this has been sourced information or reported. But there was a disconnect at some point along the line. Melvin Ingram said, this is not what I signed up for. I want out. So the Steelers traded him. We want volunteers, not hostages, is what Mike Tomlin said on Tuesday. He said it before. He reiterated that again in his press conference on Tuesday, speaking to media. So Melvin Ingram is gone. His play had kind of decreased. His snaps had decreased. His production obviously decreased as well. So in that regard, I don't feel like the Steelers are going to be missing much. If Taco Charleston's everything that Mike Tomlin hyped him up to be, they will be just fine as long as Highsmith and Watt stay healthy. But we'll talk about that more later. Let's get back to the division. Okay, let's get back to the division and this being a critical juncture of the 2021 season. When you think about the Steelers and where they were and where they are now, one and three, now four and three, they've clawed their way out of the basement of the AFC North, and suddenly they're looking at a very favorable section of the schedule coming up. Let's put it that way. They are looking at a very favorable section. Through the next three games, at home versus the Chicago Bears in Week 9 on Monday Night Football, it was announced the Steelers will be wearing their color rush uniforms. So if you're someone that likes to, if you're going to the game, you want to wear the same jersey, or if you wear the same jersey at home, get out the color rush because it's going to be a color rush game on primetime. Then they host the Detroit Lions in Week 10. Yes, the Detroit Lions that have not won a game yet will be coming to Heinz Field. And then they take a West Coast swing to the Los Angeles Chargers. Not an easy place to play. Uh, Michael Beck outlined that in great detail that my, that uh, Ben Roethlisberger has struggled on the West Coast. 
But still, I think most people would say that in the next three games, you're looking at at least winning two, maybe even all three. So you're thinking about the Steelers. They, they cannot afford any type of letdown. Because let's remember, it's, this is all about the division. Everyone wants to talk about AFC standings and where they sit. And I, I love how everyone says, if the playoffs started today, they don't. So why are we talking about it? This all comes down to the division. If the Steelers take care of business in their division and they get some help, meaning the division teams like the Bengals losing to the Jets in Week 8, they'll find their way into the playoffs on their own. They won't need the help. They won't need to worry about any of that. The only thing they'd have to worry about in that case is maybe we get a first-round bye or we'll be hosting a playoff game, maybe one if if not one, two. So let's look at the rest of the division in this next span of time that we just went over for the Steelers, the next three games. If you check out my AFC North recap article, that always runs the day after the division competition ends. So in other words, this past week, it ran on Monday. The Ravens had a bye. Steelers played the Browns. Bengals played on Sunday. So on Monday, the recap article goes out. Next week, it'll be Tuesday because the Steelers play on Monday Night Football. Everyone else plays on Sunday. But after the Steelers play on Monday, it'll run on Tuesday. You get my drift. So this is always in there. It's always in there. I look ahead. I always outline the next three games for the entire division. So think about the Steelers, Chicago, Detroit, LA Chargers. That's their next three. Now, Baltimore. Next three games. They're coming off a bye, mind you. They had a bye in week eight. Baltimore is home against Minnesota, at Miami, and then at Chicago. You think the Steelers are talking 2-1. and one. The Ravens are saying the same thing at worst. At worst. So the Ravens now find themselves in sole first place at 5-2 and two in the division. They are going to be winning some of these games, whether you like it or not. The Steelers are going to have to keep pace. But let's go to Cleveland. Cleveland, a little bit tougher stretch. They go to Cincinnati this Sunday. Then they go to New England. And then they host the Detroit Lions. Now, New England's a tough enigma to figure out. They're a tough nut to crack. They they go across country and beat the Chargers last week, yet they struggle at home against someone like uh, the Jets. Now, they beat the Jets, but still they might have struggled a little bit. They seem to be kind of finding their way with a rookie quarterback. But still, you look at that. If Cleveland somehow finds a way to beat Cincinnati, and then they go to New England, I mean, they could have themselves a 2-1 and or a 3-0 and stretch. Cincinnati, look at their three games. They host Cleveland. Then they have a bye, and then they go to the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, that's not a gimme game, that last one. But here's my point. This is a critical juncture of the season based on the fact that the Steelers have to keep pace in the division. These games, this stretch, is the stretch they need to take advantage of. We've been saying that since the schedule was released. We knew that there were some tough games built early on, mainly at Buffalo, at Green Bay, those games were going to be tough. Everyone knew that. And then you got to this section where you had a divisional game, Cleveland, and then you had these three games, Chicago, Detroit, L.A. Chargers. They had to take advantage. They have to take advantage of these next, next three games. If they trip and fall on their face, and let's say they lose two out of three, well, now you find yourself really just slapping mediocrity right in the face. They can't be that way. If this team, team has... Even divisional aspirations. I'm not talking about championship like in a Super Bowl. If this team even has AFC North aspirations, you have to keep pace. 
a slip up would be absolutely crippling with the when you talk about their overall hope of winning the AFC North or their hope of being a force to be reckoned with within the division all the way through week 18. These next three games, folks, I'm going to say it again. They are critical. Every game's critical. I know that. You might be sitting in your car listening and thinking, Jeff, every game's important. I'm not saying that. But when you have these games where you're going to be favored and you're at home, like my goodness, they have to win the next two. The next two have to be W's, and then maybe you go out on the West Coast and you hope for the best, and you can pull out a win against a young quarterback. If they can do that, my goodness, to go 3-0, and now you're looking at a team that would be 7-3, and Think I did the math right? Yeah, they're four and three right now. They're above five hundred. So that's a that's a big difference. And when you look at the rest of the division, their next three games, like look at Baltimore, they're going to be favored in every single one of those games. You look at Cleveland, they've got Detroit, they've got New England, Cincinnati. Cincinnati's got the rate. It's it's never going to be easy. No one's suggesting that. But the Steelers have to take care of their own business. We as fans love to look at the scoreboard. We love to scoreboard watch the team, take care of their business the next three games, and then we'll start talking about the really tough parts of this schedule. We're talking about trips to Arrowhead. We're talking about the Titans coming to town, Minnesota Vikings on the road. A lot lot to unravel, but let's talk about this critical juncture, those three games. What else I want to talk about? The mailbag. I put it out there, the tweet every Tuesday. You can follow me at Jay Hartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. And my Rider Die crew responded. Now I'm going to dive into that mailbag right after this break. Stay tuned. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment. It is Wednesday, which means it's a mailbag Wednesday, and I put out that tweet and I used my Shooter McGavin gif, and you all responded in a big way. We're going to get through all of these questions. I've always said it. I will always do this. If you, the listener, takes the time to not only follow me on Twitter, by the way, and listen to my rants and ramblings, but take the time to ask me a question, you better believe I'm going to respond. I'm going to respond. I'm going to answer every single one. So if this segment gets to the point where I have 50-plus questions, then you know what will happen? Wednesday's show will be nothing but a mailbag. That's exactly what will happen. I will never say I'm going to handpick questions. That's not me. That's not my style. Never has been. Never will be. Let's get to it. Owen David, Steeler Nation. He said, ride or die crew for life. Thank you, Owen. He said, okay, two questions. Number one, which player do you think has made the biggest steps forward over these first seven games and why? This is tough when you look at the rookies on the team and you look at Players that you didn't think were going to contribute. I'm talking Trey Norwood, seventh-round pick. I'm talking Dan Moore Jr., fourth-round pick. 
No, no one thought they were going to do what they're doing. Everyone thought Najee Harris was going to contribute. Pat Fryermuth was going to contribute. And let's be honest, we all thought that Kendrick Green was going to contribute as well. But those two, I'm going to have to say two. I'm going to have to give the answer to no one thought a seventh-round pick was a lock to even make the team, let alone have a significant role. Now, he did not play. Trey Norwood did not play much against Cleveland. Well, they were going heavy. They wanted to stop the run. When they go up against another team, they're probably going to have a similar look that they did against Cleveland, against Chicago. Chicago still runs the ball well. They have Justin Fields. He can run the football, obviously. Uh, When they go against a team that wants to throw the ball more, expect to see more of Trey Norwood. And Dan Moore, if he was playing awful, they would move Chooks to the left side and they'd put Zach Banner in it right. But they haven't. They haven't because the rookie hasn't let them. Dave Schofield said it with Kendrick Green. He said, I want him to take the position and grab it by the horns. Now, most of us agree he was kind of gifted to him, but Dan Moore has done just that. He's done just that, so that's why I'm going to say him too. And then number two, Owen says, when starting your own podcast, what's the best way to get people to listen? I recorded my first today, and then he says, plus I want to say a massive thank you to all on the BTSC staff. You do an absolutely fantastic job. Thank you, Owen. I've always said, this Q&A mailbag can be what about whatever. You know, people have asked me personal questions, what my favorite Seinfeld episode is. And so you're asking about starting your own podcast. You know, when I started my podcast, um, the Black and Gold Blitz, I talked about all three Pittsburgh sports, the Pirates, Steelers, and Penguins. Uh, I, I did it on my own. I had it on my rinky-dink website on blogger.com. And I just promoted it on social media. I, I created a, a Twitter page, which is still, but it's the same account. I just changed the name. Um, and I just started to plug it and I, I tweeted a bunch and I got a following and, uh, the Facebook page I created had some, had some of what of a following. You just have to be, well, my goodness in this space now, like podcasting, you just have to put your nose to the grindstone. You have to outwork everyone else. I mean, ask Brian Anthony Davis, ask Dave Schofield, the, the brain trust of BTSE, the three of us, that's the brain trust. We know more than anyone. You just have to work your tail off if you want to get anywhere in this online content business. That's just the way it is. If, if you're thinking like, okay, I'm going to do one podcast a week, not going to work. It's just not going to work. Not when you have places like Behind the Steel Curtain that are pumping out 25 new titles a week, and that's not counting like the injury reports and things like that. So keep plugging away. Keep being active on social media like I know you are, and you will eventually, you'll get there. Don't worry about it. All right, our own Kyle Christ from What Yin's Talking About, which, by the way, I've gone back and watched his Cleveland visiting, the Visitor Cleveland video, at least 50 times, and I laugh every single time. Make sure you check him out on Twitter, at Kyle Christ, C-H-R-I-S-E. He said, after this week, have the Browns has the Browns rivalry overtaken the Ravens rivalry? Now, this is a really interesting question, and it's difficult for me to answer. I live in Maryland. That's why it's difficult. It's it's difficult because I'm a surrounded by purple and black morons every day of my life. And having to listen to them spout off their nonsense about how lucky the Steelers are and this, that, and the other, it, it, it definitely leaves an indelible mark on your psyche. But the Browns, from an on-field standpoint, they have taken the cake, in my opinion. When I think about the Ravens, there's no player that I'm like, I hate that guy. Used to, hated Ray Lewis, hated Terrell Suggs, hated Haloti Nada after he knocked uh, broke Ben's nose uh, back in the day. Um, hated Derek Mason when he went there. Hated Joe Flacco. I mean, I could go on. Uh, I'll never forget Tony Saragusa. 
I remember back in Tony Saragusa, he remember they would do the promos. You know, like you would always hear the soft spoken Troy Palomalu. Uh Troy Palomalu, Southern California. And Tony Saragusa would basically say, like, Tony Saragusa, Pitt? Like he 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 said Pitt like it was a question. Like, did I go to Pitt? Like he's such an idiot. I hated that guy. Back in those early 2000 days, he looked like someone that was going to go break someone's kneecaps because they didn't pay their bookie. The Baltimore Ravens don't have those players anymore for me. Not not right now, anyways. They can change. They can change anytime they play. Uh, I'm not a fan of Lamar Jackson, but boy, is that guy talented. Now, the Browns, you got the giant turd Miles Garrett who's out there wearing a Halloween costume before the game, like two hours before the game. Boy, he's taking it serious. You got Faker Mayfield, who really, Baker Mayfield sucks. I have to say that all together. Uh, you know, he's over there pumping his fist after he got knocked. Sit down, dude. Like, seriously. Yes. Kyle, thank you for the question. And yes, the answer is yes. That was a long way of saying yes. They have overtaken the rivalry, in my opinion. All right, next question from Aaron. He says, what do we do if Najee gets hurt? Answer this, LOL. Running back injuries are pretty common, and I think we are overdoing it on the run. I doubt we're winning a Super Bowl with one TD per game average on offense. I kind of talked about this on Monday's show. If you didn't listen to it, go give it a listen. And... I, I, he had 29 touches. He had 29 touches of the football on Sunday against Cleveland. Is that some ridiculous number? I mean, I get it. And I think it was in week one against Buffalo. He played 100% of the snaps. That was concerning. You're thinking, okay, that's a little much. I think he played 84% of the snaps. The guy's your best offensive weapon right now. Are you suggesting that they don't use him? Let me ask you another question. Have you seen Benny Snell running the football? Let me. I, I said this on Twitter a bunch. I think Zach Gentry uh, makes people miss more than Benny Snell. Have you seen Kalen? Uh, I think it's Kalen. Cat Blage. <laughs> have you seen him? Yeah, I have. Anthony McFarlane, we still have yet to see. But still, maybe Anthony McFarlane's a guy to spell, them, to spell him. But right now, talking about the players I just mentioned, yeah, they're not cutting it. They're not cutting it. So Najee, could he get hurt? Yes, he could get hurt. Could he stay healthy? Absolutely, he could stay healthy. I just don't understand the people freaking out about this. The Steelers are going to utilize him, and they know him better than anyone, and every single person that's talked about Najee Harris has spoken about his conditioning level and his ability to take care of his body. This is not Le'Veon Bell, who, after his rookie season coming out of Michigan State, was told he needed to drop weight. No, that was not said. Never said. Najee Harris is in that condition right now. Keep that in mind. All right, Mitchell Gibbons says, being completely honest, rank the best or worst teams in the AFC North right now if you're the Steelers. And then he asks the second question, cheater. If the Steelers split with every team in the division, do they make the playoffs as a wild card or division winner? Hashtag ride or die crew. Thank you, Mitchell. First and foremost, ranking. I'm going to go with the best or worst. I mean, right now, I, I think that the most talented is probably Cincinnati. But then when he gets down to the second team, I'm looking at it, it's pretty I think it's pretty even between Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Both have issues along the in the trenches and along the offensive line and defensive line. They definitely do things differently. And then I think right now Cleveland, based on their injuries, they have to be the last. And I know I just read to you the division standings <laughs> going into week nine, but I think you get my picture. This is what I honestly believe. And then if the Steelers split with every team, and so they still have, you know, they, they obviously that would be two more losses. Could they make the playoffs as a wild card? Yes. Could they win the division? Probably not. 
Probably not. So thank you for the questions, Mitchell. Aiden Blaine, this is pretty funny. He said, I would like to point out that on the last episode of Let's Ride, you accidentally referred to Jarvis Landry as Landry Jones. <laughs> I've actually done this on more than one occasion. But anyways, Aiden says, and it gave me major PTSD. I went to training camp his rookie year, and he refused to sign anything unless it had his name on it. I've hated him ever since. Holy cow, Aiden, Like, thank you for the story. My apologies. I do, for some reason, Jarvis Landry, I always want to say Landry Jones, the L and the J. I'm not dyslexic or anything, but it's just one of those things which is weird for me. So thanks for calling me out. That's my apologies. I make mistakes like everyone else. I'm not perfect. But that training camp story, I've never heard that. What a what a turd. I mean, he's not a giant turd like Miles Garrett, but that's, that's a pretty douchey move in my opinion. Aiden, ah, that's, that's awful. Thank you for sharing it, though. Let's go to the next question. David Tessis asks, how do you think the Bears match up? What will be the X factor in this Monday night game? I, I think, and he uses hashtag ride or die crew and, and, and all that stuff. I appreciate all that. So for me, I, I think the recipe for success is very clear. I mean, it's pretty much this is how the Steelers are going to win if they win in 2021. And that is you limit Roethlisberger's attempts, 25 to 35. That's the range that I talked about on Monday. They got to stick to it. On top of the range of 25 to 35 attempts, they have to run the football, stay committed to it, and be effective doing it. And and lastly, on defense, they have to make teams one-dimensional. So when you think about Cleveland, yes, they rushed for 96 yards, but they, they forced Baker Mayfield to have to throw the ball more than he wanted. Against the Bears, you stop the run. And I'll talk about this more as the game progresses. You stop the run, you force Justin Fields to beat you. I mean, that's pretty simple. And then on offense, if you run the ball, control the clock, Put points on the board. You'll be fine. Next question, Pitt Sportbot. He said, do you think it was worth giving up depth in Ingram for a sixth and a possibly and a possibly better locker room culture? Yeah, look, I think Mike Tomlin's learned his lesson in certain aspects of the coaching gig. Let's not forget James Harrison in his last season. He wanted out, and the Steelers said, we, want, we know you want out, but we, we want to keep you. We want to keep you because we want to make sure that, you know, if, in case we need you. And he said, I want out. I want to play. This is my last year. I want to play. Melvin Ingram's probably saying the same thing. And the Steelers learned their lesson and said, okay, we'll do the best we can. It just happens to be they got really lucky, in my opinion, that they had Taco Charlton on the on the practice squad for the last month. So he was not just there. I think sometimes people think like practice squad players are just like eating bonbons and sitting in the hot tub watching the guys practice. No, they, they're out there learning the system. He should be able to hopefully just kind of take over what Ingram did that's the hope. I think it was worth it because what what is the alternative? Ingram becomes a cancer. He doesn't want to be there. Starts getting vocal. Agent starts spreading rumors. You don't want it. They got rid of him. They got a six-round pick. I'll take it. John Rolson says, did you think it a bit weird that Baker was wearing his Halloween costume during the game? I know Miles Garrett dressed as the Grim Reaper before the game, but Baker was dressed as an NFL quarterback during the game. But um, ching Very nice, John. I love it. Baker Mayfield sucks. That's all I'm going to say about that. Katie Schultz says, can we just take a second to appreciate Kevin Colbert? Would you think this year's draft class has been more impactful already than 2020s? Now, 2020s draft class at that time was pretty special. Uh, They only had six draft picks, but they all made the team and they all played. I believe Dave Schofield said that that was like the first time maybe in team history that every single draft pick didn't just make the team, but actually gave some form of contribution. 
I mean, Chase Claypool still doing a good job. Alex Highsmith is obviously still there. Anthony McFarland. I'm just rattling these off the top of my head. Um, Antoine Brooks Jr. is no longer with the team. Carlos Davis is banged up. But they still have contributions. This is rare, though, for me. When you think about, especially on offense, you're talking about Najee Harris, Kendrick Green, Pat Fryermuth, Dan Moore. Like, those four guys. That's insane. And I've, I've said it before, I'll say it again. Are they starting out of necessity? Or are they starting out of them winning the job? It just depends. Najee Harris, the best offensive player they have right now. Pat Fryermuth, he's earning his stripes. Uh, Kendra Green, probably more necessity. Dan Moore, probably more necessity. But neither one of those guys has let go of the reins. So keep that in mind. Good question, Katie. Kudos to Kevin Colbert, by the way. MDibs24 says, give me a player who you think will play a huge role that's not already established a role this season. But, dude, you get these. these this becomes more and more specific every every week. I got one right. I got I got the uh, Friar Me right, and now he's getting more specific. <laughs> Someone who has a skill that will be useful, i.e. Matt Spath is a blocker. Okay, I'll give you a player. It's a guy that's like Matt Spath, Gentry, Zach Gentry. This guy has completely changed his body. We've heard about this since training camp. He showed up. He's bigger, stronger. Some are saying he might be the best blocking tight end in the division. And then you're talking about a division with Mark Andrews and a couple other good tight ends out there, um, Najoku, and you have Austin Hooper and all those guys in Cleveland. So I'm going to say that he's going to have a big role. The Steelers and the fan base got a glimpse of what the tight end role could look like without Eric Ebron. And by using more Zach Gentry, I think they liked it. I think they liked it. You might see more. So I'm going to go with Zach Gentry. Good question, though. Thank you. Sebastian asked, really impressed by Zach Gentry. This is awkward now. He said, against the Browns, do you think we could see more of him even when Ebron returns? Hashtag ride or die crew. Well, Sebastian, I just kind of talked about that. I do. I think that they're going to see him as a viable asset. And the one thing about Matt Spath, and that's something that MDibs24 brought up, Matt Spath was that guy. He went out there and he blocked and blocked and he blocked and he blocked and he blocked. And he came out again and he blocked and he blocked and he blocked. And he kept blocking. And then all of a sudden, you thought he was going to block and they spring him for a huge gain. That's what happened with Gentry on that first and 20 play. I mean, you think about the situation. They get a holding call. You're angry as a fan. You're pissed off. And then all of a sudden, you hit Zach Gentry. He's wide open in the middle. Everyone forgot about him because all he does is what? He blocks, he blocks, he blocks, he blocks. That's what I can see them doing with Gentry, and I hope they do. Good question, by the way. Thank you, Sebastian. Cheeseball10 says, what is the official rule for drop-kicking a ball through the uprights for a field goal? From what I found, it's legal. Just hasn't been done in decades. Also, how is it possible that the best punter in college football has never once kicked a ball? He looked awful. Hashtag Ryder Dyker. Okay, Cheeseball, first and foremost, yes, you can do drop-kicks. I believe it counts just like a field goal, and the last player to do it might have been Doug Flutie when he was with the New England Patriots. I remember this happening. I saw the highlight of it, and he had been practicing this drop kick, and eventually they coerced and talked Bill Belichick into letting him do it, and he did. So I think when you look at this, who on the Steelers is going to do a drop kick, though? Anyone? That's a skill that you have to practice. That's not something that you just walk out there and say, I got this, coach. I can drop kick it. Now, as for... Presley Harvin, I, I, from what I gathered, he didn't even hold at Georgia Tech every time for the place kicker, let alone kick himself. So I'm not putting that on Big Press. I mean, Big Press is a punter. He's a rookie. 
Uh, I'm sure that he's kicked off at some point in his life. The first one went out of bounds. That was bad. The second one, uh, they pinned the, the, the Browns back at their own 20-yard line. So it's inside the 25 if there was a touchback. So it is what it is. Hopefully we don't have to worry about that again. Next, live tweets from the underground says, what positions do the Steelers draft in the first and second rounds? How many years? Wow, he went three different questions. Let's start one at a time. What positions does the Steelers draft in the first and second rounds? Okay, I don't like talking about the draft, but we'll do this for positional purposes. First, I'm thinking offensive tackle. Uh, you can't assume that Chooks of is going to be back. You always want to add to that. Um, that would be a first or second. Um, I would also consider wide receiver first or second. And if you think about James Washington is going to be gone. Juju is going to be gone. Can you get another player on defense? I'm thinking cornerback. Joe Hayden could be gone. Um, you're thinking about maybe a, not pa- pass rusher is tough for me to wrap my head around considering that situation right now. Defensive tackle is an option as well. That's what I'm thinking right now. Basically, I just named off him as every position on the team. <laughs> Safety, because the Terrell Edmonds could be gone. Anyways, how many years do you think, the second question, how many years do you think the Steelers are from a Super Bowl appearance? Well, considering how important the quarterback play is, it's tough for me to answer that. Yeah, We don't know why this season's going to end um, and who the quarterback uh, after Roethlisberger will be. It's tough. If You have to have a good quarterback to win a Super Bowl, so I'm going to have to say I have no clue. And lastly, is Adrian Clem the assistant coach of the year? That question is rhetorical. The answer is an obvious yes. Adrian Clem's done a great job. He's done a great job. Uh, And so have a lot of other coaches too. So the Steelers coaching staff, I think, has been tremendous. Next question from Brendan. Jeff, if Bad is attending a game this season, can we put together a petition to force him to attend without a shirt? He's got to take one for the team. Hashtag Ride or Die Crew. Brendan's referring to Brian Anthony Davis in case you just listened to Let's Ride. Uh, He's our co-host on the post-game show as well as uh, the Steelers preview. And for some reason, this was when the streak started against Denver, Brian watched that game shirtless. He had gotten out of the shower and sat down to watch the game, and he didn't put a shirt on, and they won. Now, he did wear a shirt, though, for the Seattle game, but he did not wear a shirt um, last this past Sunday against Cleveland. I will talk with him. I think he is going to a game this year. Might be cold, but we'll try to, we'll try to talk him into it. All right, next question from Lori. She's a longtime listener. She said, if you could attend Tomlin's press conference this week, what would you ask him? Hashtag ride or die crew. The questions that I would ask would be ones that he would never answer. If I'm being completely honest, like I would love to know what was the situation that caused them? What did they see that made them want to run the fake? You guys got to, everyone has to remember when it comes to these decisions from a coaching staff, they have to see, for instance, I know he said that the ball's on the left hash. So that's one thing they're looking for. But then something else had to go right. And then, excuse me, Danny Smith had to say to Tomlin, hey, we got this set up. You want to run a fake? And Tomlin has to say, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I I want to know things like that. And Mike Tomlin, during his Tuesday press conference this week, he talked, I loved this that when you when he gives you a, a taste of his football the football IQ that he has in his head he talked about leverage playing defensive leverage and I I would just I'd love to just sit down and just hear him talk I would love that that would be awesome all right next William says will Ebron ever see the field again for the Steelers yes he will he is still still dressed will his role be reduced I don't think it'll be any reduced any more than it already has been he's 
like tight end three from a production standpoint right now. It, it's lousy for him, but that's just the way it is with the Steelers offense. So there you go. <clears throat> John Rolson said, what was your first thought when Baker got all dramatic after he got hit out of bounds? I, for one, grew more confident in the Steelers right after that. And then someone responded to him and said, he actually got hit inbounds and was knocked out of bounds. <laughs> This is true. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, I believe, was the one that hit him in bounds and knocked him out of bounds. When I first, when I saw him, it, John, you said you got more confident. When I saw that, I it, there was no confidence swing with me. I, I just got fired up. Because as an athlete, when I see someone doing that, my first reaction is I'm going to go over and physically shut you up. Like, that's what I wanted the Steelers to do. So like when when you play a sport, like, uh, like I, I played – college lacrosse i mean you had you could kind of take some liberties on certain situations um in certain ways i'm not gonna do all that but talk about that but still that was my first reaction was oh my gosh someone shut that guy up because i don't like baker mayfield anyways all right that's a good way to end it love i love answering all those questions some really good stuff there i thank you all my ride or die crew you are the best uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter at jhardman underscore pit. Uh, and every Tuesday, I put out the question. Use the Shooter McGavin gif when you see it. Respond. Make sure you respond under that tweet. If you ask me a general question on Twitter, I will answer it. But if you want me to answer it on the podcast, you have to put it under that tweet. Anything else, I will not answer. Just so you know. And I will be back on Friday. And I have to talk with Brian Anthony Davis about how we're going to do this with the Steelers playing on Monday night. So on Friday, we're supposed to normally preview the game, and then Monday we're supposed to have a game. I don't know if Brian wants the the live mic to be on Monday and my Let's Ride to be on Tuesday. If not, I might be back on Monday to preview the game, but then also on Tuesday give you the winners and losers as like a separate podcast. I don't know. I'll figure it out and I'll let you know on Friday for sure, so make sure you check me out there. Make sure you check out Behind the Steel Curtain dot com for all your pittsburgh steelers needs as well as wherever you get your podcasts or steelers or behind the steel curtain subscribe follow whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing i say it every single time okay you know how we finish out here folks be safe be kind and god bless have a great day i'll see you on friday this year With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.